Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive, have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father who dwells in prayer, may you enlighten our hearts to enjoy the royal priesthood that is sealed away, hidden in your words and abstract languages for so long. And you vivitate your church to take her charge and rightful place as royal priest of the king. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray the Lord's Prayer quite a bit. And I'm sure most of you have heard an explanation of the basic terms. I am of the firm conviction, though, that Jesus did not intend for us to pray these words solely verbatim every single time we need to add a special effect in a movie. The Lord's Prayer always seems to come up when the Titanic's sinking. And you may not be convinced of a need for a personal savior. You may be on the fence as to your discipleship. But I would say that even for a secular mind, one must confess that Jesus had a unique religious intelligence that we often do not give due homage in approaching the Lord's Prayer. We tend to pray the Lord's Prayer two-dimensionally. I don't mean that as we just pray it verbatim, but we tend to pray it between the Lord and I, our problems and the Lord. My main point today is to point out and put a tip on it, that the Lord's Prayer is in three dimensions, I would even say four. Imagine, if you will, with me, a line going up and down, a good old vertical axis like, axis, axis, like we had in grammar school. The down direction is me going deep with God. The up direction is us lifting up the church to God. Then imagine now a horizontal axis. On the right hand, there's the works that I do, there's the troubles that I have, and on the left, there are the works that the church does, the troubles it has. And then imagine again 
a third line in three dimensions, one going inward to the depths of who we are, one going outward to those who stand outside of us. Now, those are somewhat arbitrary, but if we can grasp it in our mind, we have a 3D compass rose of quick and easy explanation of just how deep Jesus is getting us, because we can go much further. We say, our Father, well, that has positive and negative applications. I may today feel like God is very much my Father. Father in heaven, thanks for blessing me so much. But on other days, I may feel, Lord, you say you're my Father, but it sure doesn't seem that way. So we have three dimensions of access. We have a positive and a negative, as if these things were atoms. But I would add that when we come to the Lord in prayer, we have a fourth spiritual dimension, superseding all of those things. So let us look at the Lord's Prayer as a rubric, able to go back, forth, up, down, left, right, and into new places. And we shall see what Christ really means in the Lord's Prayer. So the first one, verse 9, our Father in heaven. We are all adopted through Christ, and he would not have us think any other way. With the exception of, I think, maybe one time, Jesus doesn't even pray without the words, Father. Now that's a good inward teaching. We should pray that and remind ourselves of who we are before God. But that is also a very evangelical thing to pray. Because, my friends, there are many people. They are children of God, but they sure don't know it yet. So when we pray our Father, it must also be an outward thing. We can't hold it in and say, I'm in, you're out. But the very confession that God is our Father should push us outward. Same when we speak about our own inward spiritual development. We should develop the sense that God's name is holy. That is, he is dwelling in heaven and watching out for us. But we cannot separate that from the fact he is watching over the entire church. We must show with our right hand, by our actions, that we are adopted of God through Christ. But just as much our actions must build up that left hand of the church working, now, the second petition, hallowed be thy name, works very much the same way. And I think this is a particular one. We are trying to speak just on prayer. But it is, in, it is a deep-seated question of mine that we can pray every single Sunday, Father, hallowed be your name. And many Christians do not use it in a holy manner the second they go out from the doors. We as Christians must keep God's name holy so that it can become holy for the others. We lament the fact that people who don't know God say things like, Oh my God! But who can teach them the power, the love, the relationship that sits in that name of Christ if we don't keep it holy? And we pray your kingdom come. Luke, in his gospel, speaks always of the kingdom as the Holy Spirit dwelling in each and every one of our hearts. This isn't just the Lord's dominion over the universe. This is the Lord's deep, transformative change within ourselves. Again, this time I think we tend to look out and we would love to see the Lord God transform and sanctify that other guy. Man, we pray for it. Lord, teach him he's wrong. 
But Jesus would have us pull it inward and have us look at our own selves. And Jesus, in these first four petitions, notice he is talking about God, and he's trying to expand our minds into these three dimensions. He caps the whole thing off with your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Pastorally, these words are where truth and error often touch. There are many people who can pray into submission to God. They say, Lord, I'm sick or I would like to stop sinning. Whatever grace you will give me, Lord, your will be done. And if we hadn't translated the Bible, I might have let you get away with that. But we have in Scripture plenty of statements that actually state what God's will is. God wills for us to be sanctified. He wills for us to be holy, to be done with lesser and carnal things. So if we are going to pray, thy will be done, tossing it all upwards, we must also pray God's will be done in submission to allowing ourselves to rest on the very promise that is in the first petition, our Father. Because the rest of this depends on God's fatherhood. We say, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus doesn't say, pray for security, pray for a nice fat bank account. But he says, pray to the Lord that you can have the trust that every single day will have enough. And he wants us to pray that because there's a next spirit to come. Now we pray in this church, we're a, we're a trespasses church, but I grew up in a debts church. And I think the debts sometimes cuts a little a little deeper. It's easy to be like, oh, I did wrong to you. You did wrong to me. But I think Jesus uses this word of debts not because he really cares about personal finances, but because real deep abiding forgiveness is a debt cancellation. We so many times say, I'm sorry, I forgive you, but the debt remains. Jesus is saying that is not the way you are to pray. Because if we look inward at ourselves and we see the trespasses we have really done, and if spirituality really is a 4D spiritual work that goes in, out, up, down, embracing all things, forgiveness cannot just be for me. Forgiveness cannot just be for you. Debt cancellation just can't be, I get all the chips now, isn't life great? And that's why the next petition... And do not bring us into the time of trial, the time of testing or temptation. Now there's some nonsense flying around on the internet about God tempting people. This is more about God proving to us where we really stand. You see, one of the things when you pray about God being our Father is we want Him to show it, right? Wasn't that one of the things we talked about? We can pray, Lord, today you're my Father. Today, it doesn't really feel like it. When we give over to the Lord that power to love us and sanctify us, we give him permission to show us where we really stand. You may think you are forgiving. You may think you're trusting on him for your daily bread. You may think that you really want his kingdom to come, or you want his name to truly be holy. Well, Jesus here says... Lord, may we gain his spirit without getting tested and forced into it. 
Because to pray the Lord's Prayer is a mighty spiritual act. It forces us to go deep into ourselves, to go inward, but also outward and upward. It is something that we can't get into willy-nilly and loosely. If we take it as something rote, the Lord does not. This is Christ Jesus, the Almighty God, speaking to us and telling us to pray this way. And Scripture tells us constantly that the Holy Spirit is working through every prayer that we give. And that is why this final petition has to be there. Rescue us from the evil one. Satan doesn't just sit around and let the children pray. It's cartoon wishful thinking to think that the enemy, once he's vanquished the hero, gives him time to say his prayers. We are engaged always when we just say the name Our Father in <coughs> Heaven in spiritual warfare from that instant. You can draw a line in the sand and ask where does the gospel get into its combat? Where is the actual crux of the whole Christian religion? Why would they not want anyone to read the Bible? Why would you obscure it in scriptures and the very first thing Christ would have us pray every single day, the reason he tells us not to call anybody rabbi or father is because the very claim, our father, is the bedrock and offense of the Christian religion. And the entire job of Satan, what is demonic, what is evil, is to tell everybody, no, you're not God's child. No, he does not love you. And I am afraid that there are too many who pray the Lord's Prayer, who ponder that in their heart. My friends, this is scripture. These words never pass away. Every single saint throughout all the ages that has prayed this has prayed this not just for myself, but for you as well. Because remember, this is a multi-dimensional prayer. Well, that's all very well. But verse 14 gives us a final closing. I may have a theme as a pastor, but I get it from a good teacher. So Jesus gives this teaching. You are all the children of the Heavenly Father. You can pray and have his name made hollow in your life and in someone else's life. You can pray the power of the kingdom, the Holy Spirit, down upon others. You can have God's will which is much more fantastical and amazing than you ever have imagined, you can have his provision. God will wipe away every single debt that you ever had, and he will not take you to the time of trial, and God will surely rescue you from Satan. But Christ throws his foot down in verse 14. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you Verse 15, but if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. That should scare us a lot more than it does. For each time we pray the Lord's Prayer, and we consent with an amen to it. We bind ourselves not just to a loose, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. But we bind ourselves to a complete and total forgiveness of all debt and transgression and ability to hold it against other people. 
any fault-finding, backbiting, sensitivity. And we are released from the same ourselves. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you may lead all of our hearts to meditate upon the very familiar words of the Lord's Prayer. We have been taught it since children, and we have become very connected to the comfort and the joys that it has given us in the past. But we pray that you send our minds forward, that we find new ways to exposit those verses, to express them, and show them forth in our daily lives. May they not be empty words, but may they be sure affirmations of your promises. So we, your children, Lord, pray as you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory of God.